Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And Doug, what item do you hope will be obsolete in 20 years? Social media. Next question. Ooh, I love how you had that preloaded. I don't know if it's an item necessarily, but like... It's a thing. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit if that takes us back to the dark ages. Get it out. We do not need it. It was a wonderful experiment that has ended terribly, (laughs) that has made us all worse because it exists... Let's fucking bury it under the prison, baby, because we do not. Do you think there's a time where people would be like, fucking shut this shit down? Probably not, because it makes money. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, the uh, the corporate machine has gotten way too far behind it. I, I don't think that it'll ever go away. Um, I do think that there could be a, a mass exodus from it and it, usership goes significantly down, but I don't think it ever goes away. Personally. Yeah, I think the users just shift somewhere else. That's yeah. all it is. It's just it's. It, I think it's a Pandora's box that is now forever opened, and yeah. no one will ever go back to. Because also, I, I'm wondering if users would ever actually be like. It, it would have to be a. The only way to shut that down would be for the users to stop using it altogether, and I don't think that's oh, going to happen. Absolutely. Like I know there was a big uh, a big uh, shift away from Facebook a couple of years back, and then a big shift away from uh, X. It's recently. Twitter. Don't give it the satisfaction. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, like there's always going to be some sort of a base, you know, and, and right now it seems as though the, uh, the right wing, uh, crazy Nazi Elon Musk, uh, fucking sympathists, uh, that seems to be who is gravitating towards Twitter right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, horribly freakish place. So, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, they can go ahead and have that. Let it burn. As far as I'm concerned. Enjoy that. Enjoy Enjoy advertising on there, fellas. Like, Have fun. Uh, Justin, what's one thing that you would like to see gone in 15 years? I'm not going to lie. I, social media is a great answer. I'm, I'm 100% stealing your stealing your answer. Um, That's cool. I think uh, I, I was going to ask you, how will you keep up with what your favorite celebrities are doing, though, Doug? How are you uh, going to learn when Blink-182 is going to release a new album? Guess what? Guess what? Whether I like it or not, that information will find its way to me. Will it? Are you sure, Doug? I was on the Weather Channel app checking the weather, and there was a fucking headline about a Taylor Swift concert and how someone died at it. I was like, I want to know what the weather is, motherfucker! Did she kill someone? She didn't kill someone directly. Ooh. The weather did. The weather did. Apparently, And as we all know, she controls the weather, so... Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, apparently it was it was in Brazil and it was so ungodly hot and the conditions there were terrible. Like they don't allow people to bring water into that facility where they were performing. Ooh. So someone essentially got so dehydrated and died uh, oh, because horrible. of it. I was like, I'm here to check the weather. I don't fucking care right. about Taylor Swift and fans dying. Like whether I like it or not, that mm. information came to me. Right. And I was looking at the fucking weather. So right. it will happen. Um, I don't know. How do we get the news before social media? You know what I mean? Like Tom Broca. Tom Broca. That's it. Email newsletters. You know, right. let's bring back. The, let's bring back the newsletter. 
I, I mean, want to bring back the newsletter. Let's subscribe to 30 newsletters. Apparently, they still exist, right? Because Oh, I've subscribed to a couple. Yeah, those things still come out, I mean, all the time. I'm, too, I'm just too lazy to unsubscribe from them. Yeah, they, they yeah. still exist to some degree. I don't know. I'm not worried about that shit. I'm like, I'll find out, you know. You know, I, I hear some people talk about how they're connected to social media for the sake of, like, being connected to the news. And I'm like, you will still find the news. <laughs> you will still still find information and for some people it's like well it's the only way i'm connected to some people you know i'm like yeah okay um fucking get their number get their get their number and connect with them that way like i personally i'm like i don't need to be you know like facebook yeah. was for some of that stuff it's like well it's the only way i still get connected to some people i'm like how connected do you really need to be with some of these and people. That's, and that's the big question. Like if yeah. you need social media to be able to connect and you're not actually reaching out to these people, then the 150 monkeys scenario, I would argue that these people probably aren't people that you need to be keeping up with. Or if it's like that's a universal communication tool, right? Like <laughs> Facebook Messenger is how you stay in touch with whatever and, and whatnot. I'm, but I'm sure. like personally, I'm like, fuck that website. Like I no, nothing's going to keep me there. And yeah. I was actually talking to someone today. I was like, if I didn't have this podcast, I don't think I'd be on any of them to be honest yeah. with you. I'd be like, I barely used Instagram. Here, yeah. here goes Doug again, talking about how much he doesn't use social media. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't Cr really enjoy old Doug. I would drop them all in a heartbeat if I didn't yeah. have to, because I just don't enjoy the experience in general. That's and I terrified for what Natalie will have to go through when she gets older. So, yeah, well, and, and the thing is, you're going to have to try to keep up on what she, like, at least in the beginning phases, you're going to have to try to keep up on what she's on, what the new ones are. Yeah. I'll never forget one of the there's there's milestones that I remember uh, as I as I get older. There's milestones that I remember where I'm like, oh, I've fallen a little bit more out of touch with what's going on. I remember on. when some of this was happening when we worked at a assignment desk. You're like, yep. uh oh. Uh -oh. uh oh, that's I, I'm having trouble keeping up and I'm yeah. actively trying. And mm -hmm. my my niece, uh, Beth's and my niece, she a couple of years back when uh, was it? No, it wasn't Beam. What was it? Uh, Be Real. That was mm -hmm. what it was. Be, yeah. when Be Real was uh, was just coming out. Randomly, one summer we asked her, we we're like, so what's what social media? Like, what's the social media that you guys are on right now? Because we knew that people had moved away from Facebook and we knew that TikTok was or um Instagram was was you know kind of riding this weird wave up and down. I don't I think TikTok had not really become what it, what it was yet, and Snapchat was kind of the, the the king. And all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, be real," and I'm like, "Wait, what?" And she's like, "Be real." And I'm like, "I don't I don't know what you're saying to me right now." Like <laughs> she had explained it to me, and I'm like, "I mean, it's a great concept for an app, but fuck me, why did I not know that this like millions of people are on this and I didn't know about it? Oh man." So like that's, it, it's 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 inevitable, man. It, it is. Inevitable. I'm happy you're gonna to have not a, know about it if it's not something I'm interested in. You know what but I mean? But what I'm saying is you're gonna have a hard like yeah. you're really gonna have to yeah. actively try to stay on top of that bullshit. Right now, I am pretty in tune. Like I try to stay in the loop with that sort of stuff just because I am I I want to be active in her life and understand that sort of stuff and understand yeah. the, the pros, the cons, and everything like that. Personally using it, probably not going to happen, but I just want to be like, you know, and I don't want those have guys. A, like, I heard on the news that this new app is just terrible for your butthole. So, you know, like whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't want to be that person. I, I actually want to explore it and understand it to yeah. some degree this, and, and have this that conversation. This app is, uh, they say, son, your perineum on this app. It gives you cancer. Yeah. Ah! Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. 
Is um, anyone yeah. uh, of Natalie's uh, friend circle? Are they? Do they have phones? Have they breached the agreement of the thirteen and thirteen and older? Uh, are, are they on social media? I don't know if they're on social media. God, I hope not because they are young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I know one kid in her class has a phone. Um, wow. Another, like their older sibling, has a phone. Um, and I'm and like, it's not yeah. like a jitterbug where it's like just a pared down version where you can it's call an mom iPhone. and dad. Yeah, it's a full. It's, it's an iPhone that apparently has some limitations on it, like as okay. far as like what can be used and whatnot. But I also am like, I looked at Natalie and Natalie's not jealous or anything because I'm like, because she just goes, I don't want a phone. I'm like, yeah, because oh, wow. what would you use it for? Right. I was like, you, the only functionality you would have for that you already have in other devices. So right. there's so no we, reason. Probably for you. YouTube is what you'd use it for. Right? Well, that games, you know, oh, whatever sure, yeah. and, and whatnot. I was like, we have our own iPad that you can play stuff on. And she has her school iPad that she can play yeah. stuff on. It's like, there's no need to. Whatever. There's not a situation where I'm like, "Hey, just checking in. What are you up to today?" Like, I don't, I don't need to do that. And I was like, at some point, we will get you one. But I was like, "There's." And she's like, "Yeah, that's fine. I don't, I don't want or need a phone." I'm like, "It's my girl." It's that's my awesome. Girl. Like, yeah. seriously, like, there are some kids that one or two friends get a phone, and and that would yeah. have been that would have been it. Like, you would you would be yeah. in the middle of a, a knockdown dragout fight with her. Yeah, I think I would like to believe that we can have a reasonable conversation about it. And just be like, I, you know, hopefully if there's anything I can impart on her besides, you know, reinforcing her amazing sense of humor, uh, it's just uh, objective reasoning. Just being like, and I, and I will straight up tell her, I'm like, if you can appeal to practical Doug, you're going to get places. Right. But if you cannot answer practical Doug's questions, it ain't going to happen. It's just ain't going to happen. Like the litmus test is, yeah. can you convince me that buying a boat is a good investment? Right. The minute you can do that, you can get a phone. Jill and Allie are like, we should get a second dog. I'm like, listen, that sounds fun. Here are my concerns. And I start listing them out and they're like, yeah. I'm like, I are the majority of your concerns just the name Justin? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's Tell a story. Mm -hmm. Justin. Justin, Justin. Justin. <laughs> Because I, I, I go through all these things and like, is it a puppy or is it right. one that's a little bit older? It's like, well, puppy's nice because you can build it the way that you want. I'm like, uh-huh. Do you remember how hard it was with Loki and how it basically took us three years to get to where we are? Okay, there's that. Oh, who's walking two dogs? Are we walking them at the same time or are we yeah. walking them separately? It's like, oh, well, they'll play together. Okay, cool. If we need to board them, that's double the cost. We have to go to the vet. That's double the cost. That's it's like all these things where I'm like food. It's yep. you know. Listen, I would love for Loki to have a buddy that hangs out, but I'm just Loki like Loki has three buddies currently, right? You know, and it's like we got to travel now. We got to have two spot for two dogs. Like there's just all these things where I'm like I can't right. You, you can't reconcile all of those things. So I'm like I'm gonna have to say no right now because yeah. no. <laughs> Let me let me ask you this, because uh, it's an interesting like you talking about kind of like, quote unquote, laying the law down and saying, I've got to draw this line. Is there because there's an there's there's an element to being practical and there's a point where practicality shuts down kind of the magic of life and like the experiences and getting in life is messy, getting in over your head. I disagree. Continue. Well, I don't know if I should continue because this is going to be a stalemate of a conversation. Uh, but like life, like. Part of part of the excitement of life is that 
it's messy. It's not always neat and tidy in a bow and practical and everything fits in a box. So is is there an element, do you think, that where maybe you have to bend on your practicality a little bit? It depends on what we're talking about because, <laughs> Well, like I mean, the second dog. Like there's never going to be an ideal or an optimal time to get a second dog. You're always going to be able to talk your way out of, from a practical standpoint, you're going to be able to talk your way out of getting a second dog. It depends. It depends on, on. you know, like a lot of things. Like right now it's, um, I... Like, I'll give you an example. Like, we don't have a ton of flexibility in the mornings with Natalie. Okay. So let's say, for example, it's Thanksgiving week, which it is. Happy fucking Thanksgiving, y'all. Hey, happy um, Thanksgiving, y'all. And we'll get, get to that in a second. Um, but the idea that um, we, on a day off, like, and Natalie has, has the day we're recording this, tomorrow off, um, Jill and I just can't get up and go somewhere. <laughs> right. Like okay. she and I just can't get up and go work out because Natalie can't be left alone, you know? So this like, so that's why, like when it comes to working out, like I get up, I stretch, I walk the dog. I'm gone for an hour. I come back. I then go to the gym. I'm gone for almost another hour after that. Like mm-hmm. that's like three hours where I'm out and Jill's like, well, I can't leave, you know, unless I take Natalie with me. So to the I, gym, it's you know, never too early for her to start pumping iron. Technically, they have a childcare at the gym, so you know, it's it is a possibility. I don't want to do go. that though. But um, let me guess, it costs money. I don't think it does. I think it's included. Oh, really? I think. Oh shit! Okay, I think it's included. Mind. But I'm also like, you don't need to go there and whatever. Anyway, is that not that important? Although today I was stretching, and Natalie came over and stretched with me for half a second. She's like, I want to be strong like you, and I'm like, that's my fucking girl. Um, you know, but so, for example, like, there's not flexibility right now. Also, like, if Natalie was old enough to be like, yeah, I need you to help maintain this animal, you know, she can kind of help right now, but not in a way that is, like, super great. So, yeah. you know, and also it's like, how often are we traveling? And like, So there's there's some elements to that, which, like, I'm like, if we could spread this out and have, like, uh, a three-person, like, attack on this and whatever, or, or like, Natalie, can you go walk the dog? Or what, you know what I mean? Like having some of those elements, I would be more inclined as far as like doing that stuff to make it happen. It's definitely possible right now. I feel like the bulk of the responsibility is on Jill and I, and we have limitations on how that stuff works. So I'm not opposed to that right now. It doesn't make sense. Okay. All right. And that is the honest truth. I'm going to log that, Doug. Good. Log it. I'm going to log that. I'm going to come back on episode 500. Great. (laughs) Let's do that. We'll, yeah. see the, we'll see you in 79 episodes, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> that's so far away. It is, right? You're like, oh, that's not that bad. And you're no, like, that's, I was like, oh, man, that's so far. That's a year, like a year and a half, you know? Oh, no, yeah, we're weeks. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. I was just thinking months for some reason. Yeah. yeah, that's like a year and a half away. See you in a year and a half. We'll talk I'll again. See you in a year, yeah. <laughs> Join us in a year and a half when we have episode 422. Yeah. 422? What? Yeah, we're taking a year and a half off. You just said it, right? Oh, no. Okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. I meant, okay, whatever. You guys know what we mean. Anyway, <laughs> hey, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, if you're listening man. to this, watching this on YouTube, it's, it's Black Fucking Friday. You know, and if you're listening to it, it's Cyber Monday. You know, it's whatever, you know, that's if you're listening schedule. to this. Yeah. If you're listening to this on the podcast, everyone is sad because you're back at work. So hopefully we're yeah. making you happy because of that. That's right, because we're here. If you're watching this, the next two days. 
if you're watching this, hey, take a break from your family. Put in those. Yeah. Glad, glad you're here. Take that break and be like, yo, I got to fucking peace out because goddamn, yep. this shit is a lot. Um, yeah. I don't remember Thanksgiving being super stressful when I was a kid, probably because I had a tiny family and we ate like animals. Um, we you ate guys, reheated, yeah. reheated catered food and it was just like bada bing, bada bing, bada bing with a pipe. And uh, we got through it real quick and everything like that. Um, and I don't mind the holidays now or whatever Thanksgiving now, but it's definitely become more apparent sometimes like, you know, those conversations that pop up or, you know, some of those stressful things. I was yeah. talking with someone recently who said uh, uh, they go to to Ohio and they have a pretty uh, con- uh, conservative family. And but she has like an uncle that's like a cool uncle. And in uh-huh. where they ha- where they hold it, he has like a bar in the basement and all the people who want to escape. Oh, the I love it. I love it so much. Go to the basement. He's just like, what can I get you? He's like, whatever you need. And so they, they kind of become basement people and they get the side eye when someone's like, I'm going to the basement. They're like, mm, you're going mm. to the basement. They're like, with those they're liberals. Like, they're like, whatever, man, I'm happy down here. We ain't singing carols. Go fuck yourself. You know, like that's just, you know, it's truly a speak easy. Yeah, it really is. It's like their little hideaway from all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know what? To some that's, extent, that's I, fucking smart. I respect I it that. because, like, listen, everyone gets together and you're tolerating each other regardless of your differences and things like that. And people are like, I'll see you in the fucking basement, you know, like. <laughs> I, listen, I love the concept that they disappear to the basement for like three hours and they come yeah. up and they're just lit drunk. Yeah. That like, would just, I, I just. Happy New Year. Like, it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know. Absolutely it is. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> here's my resolution. Uh, you know. <laughs> hey, Grandma, can you hear this? Let me turn it up. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, in your ears. Uh, so, um, yeah, with that being said, um, you know, are, are you excited for Thanksgiving? I actually am. I enjoy Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, I have always enjoyed. Uh, so when I was younger, uh, my, grand, my, my dad and that side of the family still lives in the Quad Cities. And my grandparents used to live in the Quad Cities when they were still alive. And so I would, my mom and her sister would go down. So I'd have both sides of my family in the Quad Cities. It's the only time of year it happened. So I would have one Thanksgiving dinner and then I would drive five blocks and I would have another Thanksgiving dinner. And it was awesome because (laughs) Fat Justin loved it. And I got to see both of my families and I got the best of both worlds. I got a little bit here. And uh, when, when, when things started to become, you know, that Thanksgiving, the house is too small, thing, mm-hmm. tensions. I was like, all right, I'm going to go over to dad's side now. <laughs> like, whoop, I'm just going to go over here and have a great Later. great time. And then I would come back and everything was resolved. We'd be playing cards. I'm like, this is great. This is fantastic. So yeah. I always had, I've always had a good, and luckily most of my family is, I would say, uh, relatively aligned. We are within mm-hmm. the same uh, sphere of thinking. Yeah. Um, some further to one side than the other, but we're all within the same kind of sphere. Yeah. So it's it's never been a super contentious. We've never had that one uncle who's just like, let me tell you about 2024, man. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. yeah, it's rough. Um, yeah, so I, I enjoy it. Uh, Beth and I are going to go back down to the Quad Cities this year, um, and we're going to have a great time. We're going to leave tomorrow morning. We're going to have five days, four and a half days down there, and it's going to be fantastic. So nice. very much looking forward to it. Uh, you... Have a very low key Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day. Yes, and you love that. Yes, I love um, 
mostly because growing up with such a, such a small family, just my parents who are only children. So I have no aunts, no uncles. I have no cousins. So it's just my brother, my parents and me super fucking efficient with our holidays. Like bada bing, bada boom. There we go. We get it done. So I kind of enjoy that. And after, you know, I left home and I was like, you know, Jill and I were together and we were just kind of having our own personal Thanksgiving. I was like, you know, some people may think this is sad, but I fucking love this. Like this yeah. is awesome. We do whatever the fuck we want. We make whatever the fuck we want. This is our day. This is cool. And uh, I definitely enjoy that. There's certain little things like I realize that there's certain things that I just really like to do as like a family unit, like trick or treating. I don't really right now. I don't really want to go with any other families or any other parents. Yeah, I kind of just sure. want to go with us. And I just kind of yeah. want to experience that with Natalie at this time. As she gets older or whatever, I'm like, yeah, fucking go with your friends. But right now I'm like. I want to do this with you and other things like we've started this thing now where we make Christmas cookies every year and Natalie gets super pumped. Like she's talking about it in July. She's like, dad, we got to get some new cookie cutters so we can make some new stuff. Like, what do you think we could get? I'm like, I don't fucking know. It's July. You know, we'll figure it out when we get there. And she just said today, she's like, I can't wait to make Christmas cookies. And I was like, yeah, I like doing that with just us and us doing that and decorating them and having a lot of fun. Um, So I definitely like, that low key element, but I also do enjoy, like I pretty much spend, you know, the holidays if we go anywhere with with Jill's family, because my family sucks more specifically my parents. So that ain't happening. So, which I'm fine with. Uh, But so I am going to hang out with uh, Jill's uh, family, which is going to be fun. Uh, We're going to go up there for a couple nights and whatever. And I'm cooking, I'm bringing the carbs, baby. I got focaccia number one, straight focaccia, delicious. I got focaccia number two, apple pie focaccia. Just saw this recipe. Going to try that shit out. I'm going to make two batches of Japanese milk bread. You ain't heard of it. You ain't living. I'm going to make mac and cheese, and then I'm going to smoke an apple pie, baby. Woo! Those are my contributions. Coming to play. That's right. So that's what I'm bringing to her, uh, her sister's. Uh, which I think will be, I'm like, here we go. Like, I love, I fucking love doing that shit. It makes me so happy. I'm so excited to do that. Um, I think it's it's going to be really fun. I'm excited to try out these recipes and whatnot. And uh, it's also great because, you know, Jill's sister lives like in a, in like a remote area, kind of like on a farm and they have horses and they have goats. <laughs> and tonight, Jill and Natalie goes, I can't wait to ride the horses. I'm like, okay, first of all, that's not up to us. So right. let's just put a pin in that. I go, that's up to them. And also, let's temper it's gonna be, expectations. It's also going to be pretty fucking cold. So just, yeah. you know, keep that in mind. It's not like horrible, but I'm like, we haven't, we're not used to fucking high of 32 degrees, you know, right. weather yet. So just chill your tits. On, okay. On a, ho- on a horseback in, in, in the middle of a plane. Yeah. 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 I was like, just chill out. All right. <laughs> just keep it cool. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, it's going to be fun. I think we're going to have a good time. Thanksgiving, I, 4th of July has always been like my top holiday uh, which is hilarious if we talked about that because it's like not you know i'm not a super patriotic guy i just like the mood yeah yeah you know and it, thanksgiving it, yeah. is is a close second because i love like the food element of it yeah um is always like i've always enjoyed like pumpkin pie i've enjoyed just like all the good stuff that comes into thanksgiving and sharing a meal i think is really really cool um yeah. you don't get into like there's nothing super religious, at least not that I've. I'm sure some people are like, we give thanks and whatever, all that other bullshit that people do. Um, and I'm similar, like where I haven't had like a family member that's like, I'll tell you what, the Confederacy, they they had a couple things right. And be like, Jesus, you know, I, I don't have anything like that, thankfully. There's a couple folks that, you know, 
that show up that I'm like, I know ideologically we don't align, but we don't talk about it. Yeah. Um, Because I'm like, don't do this. Just we understand. Don't do this. Okay. So don't bring it up. Okay. Great. Thank you. We actually respect that rule where it's like, let's not let me tell you about the pilgrims and (laughs) stop. I'm going to stop you right there. No. One of the last times I I was around, like they had uh, the the family had like an Alexa or something, and it was like it was like the tablet, and it was just like playing news, and I was like, what is this noise? And I just hear this talking, I'm like who the fuck is talking? And I look over, and it's like Fox News. It's just like on this little tablet that's just playing, and I just go boop, and I just turn it off. I'm like, I don't think I don't think we need to be listening to this on the fucking holidays. It's cool, right. just shut that down. I don't need that yeah. bullshit while I'm trying Doug's to make like, mac and I cheese. Would- I would sooner listen to Christmas music than Yeah, Fox I was like, turn on yeah. Mariah Carey on repeat. Let's do that right. because I'm <laughs> done with this. So I don't want to yeah. do that. So, uh, I, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. And also just Natalie gets to hang out with her cousins, which is always like yeah. a great thing for her to play <clears> and just <throat> turn her loose. I'm like, go have fun within reason, you know? Within reason. The one you mentioned uh, making the cookies, um, the one now that my grandparents have passed and kind of that, that whole uh, – uh, tradition is kind of broken up. Like the family, it just doesn't happen the same way it used to. One tradition that I used to love uh, was making every year my, we would make a gingerbread house. So my grandfather uh. would have a gingerbread house pre-made. Um, they bake it off, and he would make uh, the lemon uh, lemon juice and uh, powdered sh- confectioner sugar mm-hmm. for the icing. And he would he would have the gingerbread house constructed, and then the cousins would come in, and myself and my cousin Dale and my cousin Ryan we would come in, and uh, we'd have all the candy laid out and we would we would go about decorating the house and then at the end you know take a picture and then you get to eat it it was, it was something i've i've never um i i've never since i've never been like you know what we should do make a gingerbread like it just in the moment that was always like something i looked forward to and i don't know if i'll ever have the desire to do it again but like that's something i do miss of that that one that one it was such a unique uh odd mm-hmm thing you know what i mean like i feel yeah. like gingerbread houses aren't it's such a thing of like the 50s you know or, or the, it's funny because i've seen them a lot in the grocery stores like i see them at you? costco really? yeah. i see them at jewel and uh, i look at those and i'm like absolutely not that does not sound like fun to me i don't like construction projects so yeah. well I'm my like, grandfather was a huge uh, uh builder diyer like he there you go perfect he, yeah he was he was he could build anything absolutely yeah. anything and so this this to him was like made sense this made sense yeah Wow, something yeah. I could build and eat after. I'm in. Right. You know, like, it's the best What's of all worlds. Love? Yeah. I love it. Well, what I want to do is, you know, for those folks that are, you know, worried about having a tough conversation over Thanksgiving, um, I put together a little just scene for Justin and I to read. And uh, no, I have not, is, I've not read this yet. So this is, this I, is compliments yeah. of ChatGPT. Um, I put together a little bit of a scene here and, um, Justin, you're going to be playing Ron Weasley and I'll be playing Harry Potter. All right. All right. So I will read the stage direction. So this is just like, Hey, if you're having something, just, just keep this in mind. Okay. Like this is the kind of conversation that be, might be able to have. And maybe you could just take away something from this. I don't know. So here we go. Interior Weasley family dining room. The Weasley family is gathered around a long table adorned with a festive Thanksgiving spread. Harry Potter and Ron Weasley sit across from each other, their plates filled with turkey, mashed potatoes, and all the trimmings. The conversation starts out civil and polite. So, Ron, what's your take on American politics? It's quite fascinating, isn't it? Absolutely, Harry. 
It's like a whole different world over there. But you know, I can't help but wonder about some of their policies. Like what, Ron? Well, for instance, their healthcare system. Why don't they just use magic to heal everyone? It would save them a lot of trouble. <laughs> oh, Ron, if only it were that simple. Muggles have their own way of doing things, even if it seems a bit backwards to us. But why can't they learn a thing or two from us? We've got a whole magical word that works just fine. It's not that they can't learn, Ron. It's just that their world is different and they have their own challenges to overcome. I suppose, but sometimes it feels like they're making things unnecessarily compli complicated. You're right. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> Remember, you, you took my sigh! <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Ron, we're guests here. Let's try to have a civil conversation, a discussion. You're right, Harry. I apologize. They continue eating for a moment, but the tension lingers in the air. You know, Harry, their political system is quite confusing. The Electoral College, the two-party system, it's, it's all a bit baffling. Well, it may be confusing, but at least they have a system in place. It's not perfect, but it's their way of ensuring representation. <laughs> representation? It seems more like a game of uh, power manipulation. And what's with all the campaign spending? It's absurd. Ron, you're oversimplifying things. Their democracy may have flaws, but it's still a system that allows people to have a voice. A, a voice? Tell that to the millions who feel ignored and marginalized. This system is broken, Harry, and they need to fix it. And what about our government, Ron? We face corruption and power struggles, too. It's not as perfect as you make it out to be. The room falls silent as the Weasley family watches the argument unfold. You're right, Harry. <clears throat> I let my frustrations get the best of me. I apologize for getting carried away. No need to apologize, Ron. We're both passionate about our beliefs. Let's agree to disagree and enjoy Thanksgiving together. They exchange a nod of understanding and their argument diffused, but the tension still lingering. Fade out. I am feeling an Avada Kedavra coming on very soon. <laughs> Wizard duel! <laughs> uh, so what was the prompt that you used to pull this? Uh, I, I said something. Uh, <laughs> originally, I had uh, <laughs> pretend you're a comedy writer for Seinfeld. And... Uh, <laughs> Have, have, but it was too heartwarming. It was because it, it was it turned out to be too heartwarming. Where they're yeah. like, "Man, can you believe all this stuff?" Huh? They're like, "But you know what? At the end of the day, they can put all that aside, and that's what Thanksgiving's all about—is sharing a meal together and yada yada yada." I'm like, "No." I was like, uh, make I was like, try again, and this time make it more contentious. It starts out calm, and then it gets more aggressive by the end of it. <laughs> Fucking love it. That's fucking. That's that's really fun. That's really I, fucking. I just fun. love it. That's you know somehow they're having right. These British people are having Thanksgiving. Yeah, talking about American politics. Right, and which is about yeah. It. Why would they, yeah? The whole premise is completely to start. Why are they having Thanksgiving? It's. It's so and also, off the like rails. Harry's, like you know, we're guests here. I'm like, where are right. you? You're at the Weasleys. Like, they're. I mean, right. like, <laughs> well, it, it's so we're presuming that uh, that Harry and Ron, this is this is uh, post credits of yeah. uh, of episode of uh, movie seven, right? Or right, eight. I guess. Yeah, and so they're coming back to Mr. and Mrs. Weasley's house, mm -hmm. so they are guests there, and they just yeah. they need to be cool, you know. Or it's like you know, Ron's like, why don't they just heal themselves with magic? I'm like, they don't fucking know about magic. <laughs> 
Right. That's the whole point. He's like such a bad argument. Why can't they just fix themselves with magic? They don't know about us. That's the whole point. Well, according to Fantastic Beasts, absolutely they do. It's just muggles don't. But America does. That's have what its I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like the Muggles yeah. don't. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, I guess that's a fair point because if the magic, you know, users over there, they're like, yeah. you know, but that's no different. Like the magic users over, you know, in the UK, they don't in get England, involved. Yeah. The Muggles don't. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they've got healthcare problems over in the UK too. Yeah. They don't let's, fucking solve them. Let's back it up, okay? Yeah. Have you seen that the price run? of petrol? Yeah. Ron, yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Per liter? Am yeah. I right? It's pretty high. You know? I also had it where it was like Harry Potter and Voldemort having this discussion. But it was too it was too on the it was like it was like this yeah, is obvious yeah. that these two wouldn't get but like Voldemort's like, yes. <laughs> like just It's this But I is love the, the idea of those two sitting down at Thanksgiving dinner to talk. Yeah. Like and having this, you know, whatever. This is a scene. <laughs> this is in, in in its core, this is such a boring shitty Harry Potter scene right. that is so like ridiculously practical. Like if practical mm-hmm. Doug wrote a chapter of Harry Potter, it would yes. be this, this is it right here. I love it's the so, <laughs> it's so like droll and just yeah. every day. The magically mundane. It's my favorite shit to <laughs> fantasize about the boring ass <laughs> stuff, the bureaucracy, the logistics that have to take place in these right. fantasy worlds. It's so just, yeah. What would a dinner party look like? <laughs> just arguing over. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's just so yeah. dumb. It's like, why can't they use magic to heal themselves? It's like, well, you know, it's about representation. What representation? There's the electoral college and the election spending. This is absurd. It's just, it's amazing. I love it. It's so oh, well so, done. Well yeah. done, bully. Well, yeah. maybe maybe I was just like this is gonna be fun and Justin yeah. won't know about it so this will make it even even better I like so I like this the things you spring on me I like these scenes I know Justin Justin uh wait no what was the Justin anime <laughs> reads anime what oh was yeah it? The, the anime out of context that's the one anime out of context yeah any anytime that I'm put on the spot with uh with a with the scene I'm I'm in, I'm in I'm all in yeah I like yeah. Uh, I I like having those moments where like we're just gonna do a cold read here we go. <laughs> Let's figure it out. Let's fire it out. Let's go. You got to make those decisions right in the moment. Like, yeah, it's great. okay. That's who we are. Yeah, that's who we are. Uh, speaking of bully, uh-huh. the Olympics. Uh-huh. You know, that makes sense. Uh, bully, because it's worldly and, yeah. and whatnot. So, and athletes are bullies. They are. They are bullies. Everyone. Uh, I saw this article a couple weeks ago on on NPR that said uh, there for the 2028 Olympics, um, which is uh, oh, it's going to be in Los Angeles. Oh, I guess I didn't know that. They're coming back to L.A. Uh-oh. L.A., baby. Um, so they're adding some new sports. And I use that term loosely to... Uh, to. <clears throat> no, that's not fair. Um, I'm sure I'm, there's no, sports. I'm going to preface this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have never uh, heard our... We, so on this podcast, we, there's an ongoing debate that stretches mm-hmm. back towards pretty near the beginning of the podcast. Almost a decade at this point in time. Yes, uh, and and the the debate is what is a sport? Mm-hmm. Is as frank as simple as it can be. We dedicated a, a whole episode to I think it was episode twelve with Chris Vellucci. Uh, that was at, fully dedicated to that. But throughout the eight years we've been doing this, it has gotten sprinkled back in. It comes up every once in a while, and uh, it, it's it's just as fiercely debated as the as as day one. Uh, who was it that finally shed a little bit of light onto? Hague, I think. Was it Hague? 
I think it was Hag. That doesn't sound right, but I, I'll, I'll go with it. He, does, I feel like Hag doesn't shed light on anything. Sure, he does. Hag blocks know? a lot of light, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so yeah, but there was yeah. We'll say Hag uh, shed some light on on kind of how to define a sport, which helped us along the way. But we're still wildly uh, in in disagreement with each other and with ourselves, quite mm-hmm. frankly. It's about a kind what of an evolving conversation, which is why yeah. it's fun to kind of revisit yeah. it every now and again. Because it's like, do I still feel the same way right. about what this is? Because I, I also realized, too, which I've realized is, is depending on where you live and where you're raised, there's things that are just sort of like ingrained into your mind of like, sure. oh, this is a sport because I've grown up with this around me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like for most Americans, football, basketball, hockey. Baseball. Yeah, baseball. Like those those are like the big ones. And now yeah. like more soccer, you know, and then, of course, you've got, you know, the, and then I used to always, you know, because some of the things were like, well, whatever's on ESPN, but then that gets kind of cloudy because there's like fucking poker on there and there's a right. the spelling bee and shit like that. And I was like, right. you know, it's like cheerleading competitions and like, ah, it's athletic, but it's like, is it a sport? And then you get into some weird things like bowling and darts in golf and you know it starts getting in some weird places where you're like ah and you try to define things because you're like all these things that i think are sports have these things it's like yeah well what about downhill skiing you're like fuck you know it's like all these elements where you're trying to figure out what's what and i i just find it before i used to be like really adamant about like no this is whatever but now i started you drew a hard line it was very it was it was black or white there was no gray area whatsoever i'm trying to be more open to that sort of stuff because um you know it it it, it, i've come to the realization is that i don't think there's really because i think what Hague would be like what's the dictionary say you know like that's kind of how Hague goes goes about it but i'm like true and it's just it seems like there's some things that are more sport-like than others to some degree. Like, I feel like there's some things that fall into that definition, I think, easier than other things, especially where it's like if you're being sort of judged on something, that's where it's like ugh, it gets tough because I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, yeah. it's tough. to. There, there's an intangible quality where you're like, this just feels like what I call a sport. Right. Because like physically interacting with another person would feel like it qualifies, but that also excludes most track and field right? because you're not physically doing that stuff. But I consider almost everything in track and field a fucking sport. So, you know, I mean, I haven't, I I don't want to be all, you know, absolutist here, you know, what do you not consider? I'm I'm just leaving it open in case there's something there where someone's like, you know, the modern decathlon, which is weird. You know, so I weird. You. I got you. Uh, sort of situation. Um, so what, let's talk. What is yeah. so? What's what do we have coming at us in 2028? So 2028, some of the some of the big changes um, is they're adding cricket, which um, I think is pretty cool. Um, cricket is a pretty wild sport. I don't. I don't think I've ever watched an entire game of it. Probably because it lasts five days. Right. Um, exactly. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think I have the gumption to watch a whole match yeah. uh yeah yeah so but uh I, but i do i would say that with the limited knowledge i have i would i would say cricket falls into the sport camp for me mm-hmm. yeah it's it's very like because there's like pitching there's hitting there's catching you know there's all right. that sort of stuff and um it's apparently it said the version being played in 28 is called 2020 is called t20 a shorter three-hour variation so <laughs> Cricket fans were overjoyed. They're like, yay, it's done in three hours. You know, hey, we can watch multiple matches. We can watch at least two in a day. 
Yeah, but you Instead also have to one consider over five days. Like if these are three hours each match, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess it's probably no different than a baseball game, right? Because that can no. easily last three hours. Well, so. without the new rules. I think the new rules they put in place keep it under, I think, under two or an hour and a half or something like that. Yeah, they, they keep, I know it, they, keep they, it cruising. They, they, they used to go that long. That's why they were like, no, nah, fuck this. We got yeah. <laughs> to speed this up, guys. This is pointless. Well, I don't know this why is we're doing ridiculous. This. Yeah. So cricket's getting added. Lacrosse is coming back in. Um, it was... Uh, Whatever. Uh, let's see here. There's a faster paced version that was developed in 2018. So that's called Sixes. Um, called Sixes? It's called Sixes, a fast paced version of sounds lacrosse. Sounds like a card game. Right. And then there's this one Flag wait, wait, wait. fucking football. Before we jump into that, do you consider yeah. lacrosse a sport in your mind? I do. It's, 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 it's definitely physical. Um, there's a lot of skill involved with that as far as like, you know, passing that, the accuracy of it. And like, um, it's, it's essentially like a version of soccer in a lot of ways and hockey all mixed yeah. together. I, I and, without a doubt in my mind, lacrosse is a sport. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Now flag, now flag football on the other hand, seems like a recreational activity more, more so than a sport. That sounds like a summer league thing or an intramural sport. Yeah. You know? Uh, that you play in college. Yeah. Um, I remember playing flag football in college, and we like actually the Oak, the Oak Park Recreational League. Yeah, in college, actually, we had one of we we had there were some guys at our our team uh, at our school who fucking went to nationals in the intramural leagues for it. Cool. And we played against them in the first round, and we're like, we huddle up, we're like, all right, we're gonna pass it. Okay, ready? Go. And we're like, go. And we like try to pass. These guys come out and they're in fucking full-on formations. They're running like motions. Like they're I'm like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? Like, and they're just like doing full-on, like legit plays. I'm like, that's what this is? I I thought this was like what I played in fucking elementary school, you know, like <laughs> I love it. Yeah. They're, they're like ready the down and, and yeah. they motion. They're like, red four, red four. I'm like, what the fuck, man? This is what? black football. What? Yeah. What are we doing here? Um, so, but the idea of there being flag football at the Olympics, it's just, I'm trying to keep an open mind, but my initial, my initial reaction is like, that's fucking insulting. That's fucking insulting to be like flag football. Put anything else in there, man. Put like, football. Right? I love this. It says flag football, a non-contact version of American football, joins the list after a campaign by the NFL for its addition. The NFL is like, let's get it in there. So the NFL did this, what, is a springboard to get American football in there? Is there a reason knows. American football isn't in there? It says, the fall blind says, more children in the U.S. between ages 6 and 12 play flag football than tackle football, according to the IOC, Inter- the International Olympics Committee. So, uh, come on. What happened to kids getting concussions? When right? we were, America used to be great, Doug. It sure did. What's my name? I don't know where I am. You know, <laughs> I don't remember things too much. I, um, look, I, I'll say this: Will I watch it? A hundred percent. I am more. I've got a, a absolute curiosity to see what flag football looks like on the world stage. Very yeah. curious to see what this looks like. Yeah, I, uh, I too am interested to see what this looks like. Um, then there's squash. Which I think is similar to like racquetball. I, I get to me that's a that's a pastime. That's yeah. 
that's that's that is uh, that's where you go. You uh, you play a game of squash. You go for a schwitz, and then you go out for a nice cob salad, and you close a deal. That's, that's what right. It, that's an afternoon. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it's 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 definitely whatever. But I, I mean, hey, listen, I, you know what? Uh, Olympic level people playing squash. I bet that'll be pretty fucking cool to see. I guess. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, what I, I love is there's, you know, there's got to be like legit commentators for all of these things that are going to be breaking down everything you're seeing. They're going to be giving you the inside scoop of like the top players in the squash community. I'm like, oh my goodness, here comes Justin Strandlin from the Swedes. He is known for his kill shot. He is, uh, they're going to break down the stats. They're like, right, you know, in the right. regular season of the squash tournament, uh, Justin plays second. So he's looking for revenge against his his nemesis in the league. You know, I can't wait to see these Justin Thoreau, s- you know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Justin versus Justin showdown. Uh, and, uh, I can't wait to see these people get excited. Like, I love the commentators because they have to get excited. They get the color commentators, especially is like, oh, he faulted on the middle line. Oh, my God. That was a or- foot over the middle. And he, yeah. The better part is when they do like the 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 the, the heart felt pieces about it you know like the the lead-up documentary sort of stuff before they go into it they're like justin was 12 the first time he picked up a squash racket and uh he was a natural from day one yeah you know i was just out in the farm with uh with my grandfather god god rest his soul he was the reason i got into this and when his father got cancer that's when things really turned around he's like i figured I gotta do this for him, man. And it's like, and his first championship was rocked with controversy when you know it's just like it takes you through all these different things. Absolutely, and it's like, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like, here is the story of these two competitors with squash. <laughs> with squash. <laughs> for a time, Justin and Dylan teamed up and were an unbeatable squash pair, and now they face off in the Olympic Games. Yes, for the. Two the, two former teammates turned competitors, turned vicious right. competitors. Right. It's yeah. just it's it's wild. And then also something interesting in 2024, I didn't realize this. Uh there's breakdancing. That makes part. me that makes me angry. I'm not gonna uh, lie, Doug. I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight with you. That makes me angry. Listen, is that gonna be fucking cool? I bet it'll be cool to watch, but is it should it be an Olympic sport? I don't know, man. I'm leaning towards no. Like that's my initial my initial thought is no, but you know, are the Jabberwockies going to be there? I hope so because that's going to be pretty fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like, uh, man, I don't know. Uh, let's see. He's confirmed one of the four additional sports, along with skateboarding, sport climbing, and surfing, approved for Paris. Uh, Wait, let me break this down for you. You ready? You ready for this? Here's the competition format for breakdancing. The breaking competition will comprise two gender-based medal events: one for men. And the other for women. First of all, why? It's fucking breakdancing. It's breakdancing. Right, right. Why? Why split why, it out at all? I yeah. guess because the Olympic community is like, we got to have one for boys and one for girls. It can't be cross-gender. Like, whatever. Right. Like, so weird to me. But anyway, where 16 B-boys and 16 B-girls, don't know what the stop. fuck that means. Hard don't stop. Means. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> don't know. We'll compete against each other in spectacular solo battles. Each B-boy, B-girl will incorporate and adapt a vast combination of powerful dance moves, including power moves such as windmills, footwork, and the falcon punch as the six-step and freezes, improvising on the beats of DJ tracks in a bid to accumulate the highest score. 
The breaker with the highest number of points and rounds scored by the judges over his or her opponent in a solo battle will advance to the next round until the uh, first Olympic breaking champion is officially named. So here's my question. How do you... So they say uh, they will improvise, improvising to the beat of a DJ's tracks, right? In a Mm -hmm. bid to accumulate the highest score. How do they know they're improvising, and do they get do they get deducted if they find out that it is a uh, pre choreographed routine? Well, I think probably because they won't know what the track is, so the DJ will just play a beat, and you'll have to just like roll look, with the beat. I'm not. That's right. Like, Admit I'm how a, much you don't know about this, Justin. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna can can I get a mind gap exclusive? Okay, hold on. Let me. Can let I get? Me, can I me. get a mind gap exclusive? Can, can I get it? Amen. Can I get a mind gap exclusive? I'm about to drop uh, some knowledge here. All right, here we go. This is a mind gap exclusive. 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 <clears throat> I'm not a break dancer. <laughs> but does the beat make that big of a difference? Wow! If you got if you got moves, don't you just have moves? Wow, dancers, fucking light him up in the comments. I'm just saying, I, come at me. Fucking light this come, guy up. Come at Does me, dancers. Does a beat fucking matter? If you got moves, don't you just have moves? Right? Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm just saying. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm just saying. I can't believe I can't believe you're saying this. Can't believe you're saying this. Look, all I'm saying is I'm officially announcing my bid for the Olympics uh, 2032. All right? Here we go. This guy did gymnastics when he was younger. I will be 49 years old. (laughs) Prime, prime for breakdancing. Well, I imagine like you probably do have a repertoire of moves, right? And stuff that you can use. You would think, right? But putting them into a certain combination based on a beat... As it's going with the DJ, I think is going to probably showcase what you can do, you know, for that sort of stuff, you know? Sure, I guess. <laughs> for whatever reason, that makes a lot of sense to me where it's like, yeah, I mean, if you if it's like playing this popular song, they're like, oh, yeah, I have a choreographed thing that I used to do to this song because I know the beats. I know how that stuff goes and I can do it. But if it's like you don't know what it's going to be and they start playing some music and a beat, it's like, all right, I got to I got to put a dance to this. And then what if the DJ like switches it up? And transitions into another song or whatever to a different thing. What if the DJ like, starts playing My Heart Will Go On? Right. Right? Now you, how you do it? It's near. It's far. It's wherever you are. Skrillex covers. Yep. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But back to the point. Listen. Kudos to anyone who breakdances. That's fucking dope. That's uh, amazing. Breakdancing is cool as shit. I love shit. it. I love Olympic event. Olympic event. No. Right. Hard no for me. I don't I think just, I don't that. get it. When I look at the list <clears throat> of games that exist for 2024 and I see, you know, <sighs> artistic swimming. That's another fun one. Um, you know, you see like swimming. <sighs> Again, I'm like archery. I'm like, Sure. I guess I don't love that one either. Um, athletics, which is track, you know, badminton. Yeah, why not? Hand you know, job. Bas- sorry, handball, <laughs> basketball, <laughs> boxing, canoeing. 
Uh, of course. Uh, canoeing, you know, cycling, equestrian, yeah. right. <clears throat> um, fencing, okay. Field hockey, sure. F- soccer, sure. Golf, uh, okay. Gymnastics. Hand, yeah, you start going through this, you're like, God, what a weird amalgamation right. of things. But like, what's fascinating... Things- Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just saying there are things on this list that I look at. I'm like, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. And there are things on here that I'm like, ah, that's suspect. And I don't. And again, I can't tell you why. It's just a gut feeling. It's just like I don't. I I don't know. Could is is it a skill? Are there people like if I were to go up against someone, like in table tennis, if I were to go up against someone, (laughs) I would get my ass rocked. Absolutely. Do I think it's an Olympic level sport? I I struggle with that. Right. Like sport climbing. Dude, fucking rock climbing is legit. Being able yes. to do that is no Absolutely. joke. Absolutely. I can't do it. The the strength and agility and endurance it takes to do that is just absolutely undeniable. But again, and again, this is just again, my perception. When I think mm-hmm. Olympics, that does not pop to my to the top of my head. It was like sport climbing. That's right. Yes. Canoeing. Right. That's an Olympic sport. But also, what's fascinating is Justin looked up what it takes for yeah. something to get added to the to the Olympics. And a lot of it is, first of all, just it shows the roadmap for all the bribery that has to take place to get yeah. your shit up there. Like all the different hands you have to grease to be considered. But a lot of it can probably be summed up with the fact that it has to be wildly widely played or observed in many countries because which I also when I look at these things I'm like that's where I feel like my mindset has broadened to a certain degree where I think for some of these it's also weird gender gaps where like for men it has to be in 75 countries for women it has to be 40 it's like what the fuck okay whatever Um, but the idea that this has to be recognized because this should be this is a world stage for as right. many countries as possible to participate in this thing. So I guess to some degree, if you can get your activity onto the Olympics, that has to speak to some degree of how well it is received throughout the world because they have those minimums and those requirements to get up there. So I guess to like the canoeing community, you know, like sure, uh, yeah, obviously that's done in a, so much to an extent that's like, hey, they made it through the committees, you right. know, like they bribed their way like anyone else, you know, and, and in most you know countries, it's it's done. So what and really what Justin and I are here to say is to all the jugger community out there, we covered that a couple episodes back. Uh huh. Let's go. I want to see some fucking jugger yeah. in the goddamn Olympics, man. Let's Holy get shit. This. Can you imagine if we've got breakdancing, imagine jugger yes. on the world stage at the Olympics and you see people out there with their fucking foam weapons. They're like, here we go. Woof, woof. And they're just, uh, dude, I would fucking love that. That would be so cool. We Our big thing is we have to expand into as many countries as possible because again, right, right. now, it's saying uh, uh, four, it's four continents, the biannual World Cup Club Championships regularly see teams and players attending from four continents, Europe, Australia, North America, South America. I'm looking at you, Europe. All right. We got to We got to spread out the wealth. We got to get into 75 countries uh, for men, 40 countries for women. And we have to take this to the fucking IOC. 
Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's fundraise. Let's put a Kickstarter together. Right. Let's get this shit going, man, because... Uh, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, wait. nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So right now, it's in 14 countries. Yeah. We got some work to do, but I think we can get there. I'm looking at... There was a, there was a, a link that says seven canceled or reintroduced Olympic sports. Skeleton sledding? Not nominally the creepiest of Olympic sports. <laughs> Skeleton sledding was reintroduced in the Winter Olympics. Uh, yada, yada, yada. What is this? Um, Skeleton. Uh, what is this? I don't even know what it is. It looks weird, though. <laughs> is it just some dude going face first on his belly down on like a an open bobsled? Dude, it looks like some sort of plank position on a fucking like sled. That's wild. Do you have to be? Hold on, I gotta look up images for skeleton sledding. Right. No. Okay. So th- wait, what? Images. Yeah. No, you're on your yeah, you're on your you're on your belly, but you're basically okay. on yeah, you're on a uh, a bodyboard with with blades, and you're going <laughs> face face first down a bobsled uh, track. And if you can crash, you're done. Ninety really, as fast as ninety three miles an hour. Face it's first. It's basically like the luge, but just reversed. Instead of laying on your back, you're laying yeah, on your that's stomach. It. That's it. Yeah, that's really right. it. Did you know that between the years nineteen hundred and nineteen twenty, tug of war was an Olympic sport? I Olympic did know. Event? I did know tug of war. I didn't know the years, but I knew tug of war was in it. And I again, that's something I say. Bring it back. Let's yeah, go. Right? Let's fucking get nuts. If we're going to do this, let's get do this. No, I don't want to do it. Also, as I scroll down on this webpage, uh, the next article says, how did Helen Keller fly a plane? I really like this website. This is... <laughs> Dude, let's shout out to Britannica, okay? <laughs> like, if, I'm going to put it out there. If, if if you're of a certain age, when you were younger, you had a set of Encyclopedia Britannicas at home. Right. All right? They've, they've gone online, and they are cranking out some fucking gold content, okay? Yeah, right. So, Britannica.com, get there, and... And let's show Britannica some love. I love that. It was so good. I scrolled down a little bit. It's like, how did Helen Keller fly a plane? I'm like, cool. That's not what we're talking about. The, Maybe we'll save that for another time. But the, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. The, yeah. <laughs> like the next one for me is 12 Greek gods and goddesses. That's the next one go. I have for whatever yeah, reason. I was like, okay, that's fun. Uh, so anyway, sound off in the comments. What is an Olympic event for you? Do you hold some sort of prestige to it? Is there some sort of checklist in your mind that an event in the Olympics has to hold? Like, what is it? How do you feel about flag football being in there? What do you think about breakdancing being in there? Like, fucking hit us up. I'd love to know. I'd yeah. love to know more about that. So, um, all Ooh. right. L- l- Sorry. What? No, what? Tell well, me. I just, again, I'm on Britannica. I'm on a Britannica <laughs> kick right now. So oh, I just shit. clicked on something that's called the love quiz. Oh, boy. You want, you want to take it? <sighs> I do, but I really also want to get to this next thing. Okay. <laughs> Let's, because I clicked on it too soon, and this is a timed quiz, and we're already halfway out of the time for the first question. How much much time do we have? Uh, 19 seconds. Cleopatra is romantically linked to what historical figure? Genghis Khan, King Tut, Alexander the Great, or Julius Julius Caesar? Caesar. Julius Caesar. Caesar. Oh, yes, that's it. Okay. King Henry VIII established the Church of England in order to marry what woman? Jane Seymour, Catherine of Aragon, Catherine Parr, or Anne Boleyn? Anne Boleyn. That's correct. 
After their spouse died in 1861, what monarch wore black every day for 40 years? Queen Elizabeth I, Marie Antoinette, Catherine the Great, Queen Victoria. Oh, fuck. Uh, I don't know that one. Uh, Marie Antoinette. Nope, it's Queen Victoria. So far, they've all been the fourth option. Hold on. I'm just going to... I'm just going to click through and just pick the fourth. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that was the first option. Fourth. Second. Fourth. First. I uh, I feel like this is fourth. <laughs> All right. We're done here. Okay. We're done here. Moving on. All right. So, a few weeks ago, um, there was a wonderful uh, article in Rolling Stone about uh, a bunch of anti-vaxxers thinking that an emergency phone alert would cause a zombie apocalypse. And uh, if you all remember, um, there was a... It was FEMA sent out a test emergency broadcast signal on October 4th. And a lot of the people that are like conspiracy theorists kind of went bonkers about it, saying like the signal is going to yeah. trigger the 5G chip in the coronavirus vaccine and it's going to turn everyone into fucking zombies and stuff like that and there was like some great things like you know posts on twitter that says turn off your cell phones on october 4th the electronic broadcast system is going to test the system using 5g this will activate the marbug virus and people who have been vaccinated and sadly turned some of them into zombies it'll activate the mud blood the mud blood virus <laughs> the marbug marburg oh. i'm sorry marburg i heard the so, mud blood um, yeah the mud blood um, so like people just went absolutely batshit about this and yeah. it was one of those things where once again, you would see these conspiracy theories like popping up and people would firmly believe that on this date, yeah. it's going to happen. And that came and it went and nothing happened. And like all things, I'm like, where's the accountability? Uh huh. Where's the guy? Who posted this and then nothing happens. Where's the person that's be like, hey, it didn't happen. Where's the accountability for that, right? right. Who's, who's going to sit there and be like, hey, that didn't happen. So what now? But there's never any sort of like, man, maybe we were wrong. It's like they learned about it. So they shifted it. They shifted yeah. the date or they shifted the thing because let's face it. It's way more fun to live life thinking that the government is trying to turn you into zombies than to deal with the fact that you got to go to fucking work tomorrow. You know, right. Well, I also love the – there was – it's like to this end, uh, someone had – there was a comedian. I think I sent it to you in Slotty, but there was a comedian who was talking about – like to all the people who think, uh, you know, we were injected with this nanotechnology uh, with, <laughs> yeah. the, with the vaccines and it's going to – it's sitting dormant and it's waiting to – and he goes, how, how, how advanced do you think we are with battery technology? He's yeah. like, like any battery that you have, your phone, anything. Do you get more than a day's charge out of this thing? So you think they're injecting is not only do they have nanotechnology, but they somehow have equipped these things with batteries that are going to last an indeterminate amount of time only to be activated and then never turn off. He's like, yeah. come on. If if nothing else, false.com on that. Yeah. Like just just that's ridiculous. But the thing that worries me more about this and I want to get into the the craziness that this is. But the thing that worries me about this is that these people vote. They sure do. And these people drive. They sure do. And and, and participate actively in everyday life. They sure do. Like, I feel like there needs to be some sort of uh, test. Purge? Yes. (laughs) You took the words out of my mouth. Uh, (laughs) No, there needs to be some sort of test that if you are going to, you have to, you 
I don't want people like this picking who's going to legislate, like who's going to lead the fucking country. There's got to be some sort of like just basic, are you a fucking nut job test that if you don't pass it, you don't get to vote. Hard stop. Uh, that's, that it raises serious logistical things where you're creating barriers for people to vote, which is oh, scary. Look, I'm not know, saying it's a I'm good. Know. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a. there's an easy way to do it. I'm yeah. just saying... And these people would probably feel the same way about me. They'll probably right. say, well, I don't want you picking because you're crazy. Oh, you're but a sheep. Really, I don't want the sheep voting ex- for, you know, whoever or whatever. Um, exactly. Sheep will elect more sheeple. Right. It's It sucks because... Um, this, But it's legitimately terrifying, though. Yeah, it sucks because this this kind of stuff, like, there's always something, right? There's always something to latch onto. There's always the next thing that's coming out or this or that. And 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 I, I've, I've heard, you know anecdotes from people who have gone down the QAnon rabbit hole and not come out and and the things that they just they get because that's another one where I'm like dude right whoever Q is is really fucking wrong like that that guy ain't right about shit you know what I mean like and in the idea of I think what makes conspiracies so fun and interesting is that holy shit if they're true like the excitement behind it. Yeah. I mean, they're so exciting. Like the, I uh, there was the one about Paul McCartney being dead. You know, like oh, that he actually yeah. died in 1966, yeah. and they got a replacement. And then if you look at the cover art, you know, Paul McCartney's wearing barefoot, but the other ones aren't. He's out of step, and they're trying to tell you something, man. And he's not Sergeant, real. On the Sergeant Pepper's cover, that's uh, they've got a a, a a a wreath of flowers in the shape of a base, and it's yeah. it's for his uh, you know his funeral and da 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 all these fucking things. Yeah, it's so much much more fun like isn't that a fun thing to consider versus yeah he's alive yep and he's he's just fine nothing happened yeah in fact he's performing exactly go to paulmccartney.com for tour dates you know like he's he's alive and in fact thriving yeah he's doing fucking awesome you know check out the new song for the beatles available now um you know that's way more interesting to believe in yeah. than any of that other stuff. And I think, it's, my personally, I'm not an expert on any of this sort of shit, but I think it's far more, if you think of yourself in some sort of like, almost like a spy movie or novel, like the government, and I've always, yeah. I've said this on other episodes, I say this again, like people have too much credit for our government to think that oh, they, yes. they can pull this shit off. Like, Absolutely. I, and here's the thing. They only have to be right once, meaning like the conspiracy theorists. They just have to get one right, right one time, and they're like, see, I told you so. It's like, yeah, but you were wrong so many other times. Like, but I got this one right. It's like, okay, I mean, uh, a clock is right twice a day. You know, like a broken clock is right twice a day. Right. So like, that's the kind of thing that I look at and see this sort of stuff. And um I don't know, man. Like, also, I I think that's a terrifying world to live in. It's like if you think that this much evil, like intent, is happening, that our government's like trying to microchip us and do this sort of stuff. Like, that has to be such an isolating, and just you got to be living in fear or anger all the time. You can't trust anybody about yeah. anything, and you're relying on other people on the internet to like validate yourself and things like that. That's got to be fucking terrifying. Absolutely, yeah, and like because uh, everything, everything is a threat. Then yeah. every single thing that you encounter throughout the day is an absolute threat to your survival, to your base level survival. Yeah, and that's and it's, just it's exa- it's exhausting. It's got to be. I mean, I mean, years ago, I think I shared this with you. There was a guy who was who was absolutely positive. He 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 filmed him driving. He was saying that any silver car that he saw was the government 
like harassing him. And he was just filming himself like he's like, there's another one. There's another one. I was like, do you know how many silver cars that, that just exist in the world? Yeah. Like, that's just... And you think they're out to get you? Because I, I would laugh at that and be like, you're pretty self-involved to think that the government's trying to get you. Like, what information do you have that makes you think that they need to get you and intimidate and silence you? Like, what 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 do you have, sir? You know, like... Yeah. I mean, but and to some extent, that's got to be pretty exciting, right? Like, the government's trying to get me, man. They're trying right. to shut me down, you know? Well, this is this is what it's all about. And like, to that end, like, what... Like, what why you? Well, like, what... Like you said, like, what... What do you have? And then all these people who are like, you know, they they think that they're Bill Gates and George Soros can track individuals. Why? What are they tracking? Are they tracking you? Why? Yeah. What are they that's tracking not to say, for? That's not to say we should surrender our privacy because, no, like, you know, but, not, but, but the idea of like, no, nah, man, they're out there. They can, it's like, but why? What's the, like, what do they stand to gain? That's the thing. The minute that you start asking that next question, the argument falls apart. It's like, well, what do they yeah. stand to gain by tracking you? Well, exactly. you know, they can this and this and this. Okay, well, so they're, uh, like, the it's it's what Jordan Klepper does so well. Yes. Anytime he goes, he asks that next question and challenges that that one more challenging question, and you can slowly see their arguments start to unravel. Yeah, it starts to crumble with each <laughs> yep. one, and then it's like, fuck, fuck, right, fuck. Right, exactly. And, like, and, like, and then they get mad at this. him, and they walk away. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. It's, right. it's just, yeah. All right. Well, I have four conspiracy theories, Justin, and you have to pick one that you're going to adopt for the rest of your life. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Number one, rocks are soft until touched. It's number one. Are these, right. can I ask, are these, did you pull these from, like these real conspiracy I pulled these theories? from, so these are real. These are real. <laughs> I wish I made that up, but I didn't. Rocks that are sounds, soft. That sounds like touch. a, a uh, the beginning of an improv uh, game. Like, right? Yeah. It's like, can I get a suggestion of anything? Rocks right. are soft until touch. <laughs> all right, here we go. Rocks are soft until touch. Here we go. Um, all right, so there's that one. All right. Traffic barrels are left up for so long because the Department of Transportation bought too many and have no place to store them. <laughs> so far, that's the one that I'm going with. Absolutely, right? yes. Right? Yes. All right. Giselle Bundchen is an actual witch, and she hexed Leonardo DiCaprio after they broke up so that he would never be able to date anyone older than she was when they broke up. (gasps) Okay, I love it. All right, last one. So much. Last one. Walt Disney was cryogenically frozen. And they made the movie Frozen so that when people Googled Walt Disney Frozen, the movie would come up first. Wait, say that one more time. Walt Disney was cryogenically frozen and they made the movie Frozen so that when people Googled Walt Disney Frozen, the movie would come up first. That one might be my favorite one, but I have to. I really like. You got to pick one. Which one are you subscribing to and being like, listen, y'all. I got something to tell you. Gather around over Thanksgiving dinner. I got something to blow your mind. The most entertaining one for me, hands down, is the uh, is is the Disney one because I love the idea. I love the idea. Right? That they that they wanted. They're like, oh, we can't control the algorithm, so we just have to make a movie that somehow uses the same key search words. Right. To protect Disney. This has been but, getting out. People are starting to believe it. The only way to do this is to make a hit movie named Frozen so that it will cover the trail. Uh, 
I, th- that being said, uh, I am uh, 100% going to adopt the traffic the traffic barrel thing because yeah. I distinctly remember having this conversation with someone in the within the last six months of like you you're driving down the road and you're just like wh- like all who, you never see him putting them out you never see him picking them up where do they go how do they get here and where do they go right. like they just move them around that's all it is so I'm 100 percent I also I do love the rock one. That's such a great, great, that's such a great weird, I feel like I want to write a short film about that. Like that's, I don't know what, but I love the, I love the concept, but. Yeah, there's some other thing. It's like, if you are, does a fish know it's wet if it's in the water? (laughs) Well, isn't there a whole thing about you as a human, from a scientific standpoint, you can never, either it's, you can never be wet or you can never, you can never feel water. You feel the temp, the difference in temperature, mm-hmm. but because of it's, it's, I can't remember how it is. Yeah, but, I, I remember there was this yeah. popped up for a while where there's these guys arguing. It's like, you know, yeah. you know, does a fish know it's wet or some shit like that? And people are like, yeah, it's it. in water, but it's like, it's spent its whole life. It's like, you know, if a tree right. falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, you know, do leprechauns fuck or whatever it is, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but I do like the idea of rocks. It's like they're just sitting there all soft and cushy until you touch them and they tense up. They're like, no, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like Toy Story. They're just like, yeah. oh, humans. Yeah. Firm. <laughs> yeah. Because they do not look soft, but that's very funny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. So you're sticking with the traffic barrel one. I'm sticking with the traffic barrel. Which one are you going with? Uh, I got to go with the Walt Disney one, man. That one is just so clever. And so because it adds on top, it builds on top of another conspiracy theory. Yes. Walt Disney is cryogenically frozen. And then they're like, we can't, we got to hide this man. We got to, we got to make a fucking movie, a hit movie. That's going to absolutely cover our tracks. Then we're gonna make a sequel. That's going to cover that even more. And right. That, that way no one will ever be able to find out (laughs) about what we're doing. It's It's such a fucking, I love that. I love it. Those are great. Those are, those are four very good, three very good. The Leo Giselle one was a little eh, but Three yeah. very good ones. I do also kind of appreciate it because it's like, yeah. Well, it's well, more the, of a thing, burn on Leo. Well, not only. Well, I feel like it takes the creepiness away from Leo. That that conspiracy theory that he yeah. just doesn't like young women. It's yeah. like he's cursed. It's like no, he's got a certain thing. Yeah. That he's into, and uh-huh. for whatever reason, after twenty five or whatever, he's like, get out of here. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's something comical about like oh no i'm cursed i can't hang on to them and it's like no actually he's just kind of as it gets older it gets creepier yeah exactly yeah so maybe that's what it was designed to be was like it's fine but as he keeps getting older he's like no i can never find love because they'll always leave and i just keep getting older and it's the opposite of fast times at richmond high i don't want this i don't want this at all (laughs) but anyway uh that that's a practical thing, right? It is. You got the questions, we got the answers. All you do is ask. Live practical. 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 Ask practical duh. No. So, if you've never been here for Ask Practical Doug before, uh, Practical Doug is a tiny Doug that lives inside of Large Doug, and he helps guide Large Doug through all of life's quandaries, its quagmires, its questions. 
And uh, if you'd like to ask Practical Doug a question, you can on any social media at MindGapPodcast, hashtag AskPracticalDoug. You can also jump into our Discord. Did you know we have a Discord? Link in the description below. And there's a channel on there that's dedicated to Ask Practical Doug. Uh, and if you have a good enough Ask Practical Doug question, you might get it on the show. It might be read out loud on the show and answered in front of tens of people. And mm-hmm. uh, today, uh, we're not going back to the uh, Am I the Asshole? Well, we got a really good question from the one and only uh, Thunder from Down Under, Mr. Jared. Uh, yes. He asks, Doug, who owns graffiti, the property owner or the artist? And he prefaced with the with don't look it up. Right. Because apparently, apparently there's, there's a legal precedent yeah. about this. But it is so, a great. I never, I never considered this uh, question. But it's a really, it's a solid question. I have a feeling that the law would go, like, would do like a left turn on on this. But the way Practical Doug sees this, um, if the art was commissioned to be placed somewhere, I would say obviously whoever commissioned it. Um, possibly could own it or there would be some maybe mutual ownership of like, you know, the artist goes, Hey, can I buy a space to do this or whatever, whatever. But graffiti by itself implies that it's not commissioned, that it's done without permission. Therefore, if you are spray painting on someone else's property or creating art in someone's property, the property owner would then own the art. That would own the graffiti because it's on their property. They didn't ask for that to exist. Therefore, they would be able to remove it, which you see often, like graffiti is removed mm-hmm. from the property um, and things like that. So I would, I would, I would believe that it's the property owner that uh, then owns the graffiti. I would say the artist is more of a criminal at that point. And mm-hmm. not only could the uh, the property owner uh, remove it and do it whatever they want, they could also press charges if they mm-hmm. if they catch it. So, now, here's the question. That being what said, if? I'm totally for graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> Good graffiti. Good graffiti. Good graffiti, yes. Yes. Um, I would say also, now, it would be interesting if, say, someone graffitis it, and then that person starts, like, making money off of the graffiti. Like, Ooh, as, like... Like, like they, start, uh, they start charging... Like, they, like they, put a, they put up a red velvet rope, and they start charging... People to come they, in and look at it. They charge or like they sort of like incorporate it into like their business. Like they sell postcards okay. or it's like, hey, just look for this. It's part of our whatever. I think that would get really interesting. I still think it lies with the property owner because would, it's their property. I would say, yeah, I would say again, I think it's a whole commission thing, right? Like right. if you came in and did this, you're giving, you're give, you're essentially gifting that. Mm-hmm. Like that's. That's you put something on someone else's property. They still own the thing that that's on. Mm-hmm. So, that's and, but, that. that's, but since there's money being changed, I bet there could be some sort of legal case to be made. Like, well, that was someone else's work. Sure. And now you're profiting off of someone else's work. I think it'd be an interesting mm-hmm. argument. I'd still personally side with the you property a, owner. Yes. Because they're, in my opinion, it's like, I didn't want this, but I'm going to make lemonade out of some lemons here and I'm going to fucking, you know, capitalize on this, you know, like Damn sort of right. situation. Yeah. You know, like, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah, if you if you hire a really good lawyer, they might be able to make that argument. But I, at the end of the day, I still say I still say it goes to the property owner. Right. The ownership is nine tenths of the law. Right. Yeah. Right. You own the That's property. Then you own the art. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm actually Googling this. Are now. you Googling? You're going yeah. against what Jared told you to do? Well, I, after I answered it. Yeah. Like well, I here's the thing. First. This question's coming from uh, a criminal, you know, all Australians. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, who owns the copyright on graffiti? According to Medium. It says the owner of the building also has the right to preserve, paint over, or sell off the work as they so choose. The moral of the story is that if you would like to assert copyright protection over your graffiti, make sure you have the building owner's permission before you bring out the paint cans. Exactly. Now, does it change by country? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Easy enough. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably what it was. So there you go. So practical Doug ruled correctly. That's God damn right. It is decided. Yeah, baby. Woo! Woo! Fucking awesome. I'm fucking beep, awesome. Beep, 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 fucking beep, awesome. Yeah, baby. Um, all right, Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? Uh, so I went uh, to a screening of a film called Hayseed. Uh, it's a uh, feature film by uh, written and directed by Travis Burgess. It's his uh, directorial debut. And uh, Drew randomly started talking to one of the producers on Instagram, uh, a one Mr. Uh, holy cow, I'm blanking right now. Victor holy Lord. Holy cow. Uh, one Mr. Victor Lord. And uh, uh, he was like, hey, uh, Justin, they made this film in, uh, e- they, f- they shot it in Eden's Rapid or Eden Rapids, uh, which is just over by Lansing where uh, MSU is. And uh, he was like, they're doing a, uh, a screening. Uh, they're, they're touring it across the country, going from uh, west to east. They're going to end in New York, but they're they're doing uh, Detroit, Ann Arbor, Lansing, and Grand Rapids. And so I was like, oh, fuck. So started talking to Victor myself on Instagram, picked up a ticket for the screening and went and then got to go to a bar and hang out with the filmmakers afterwards. Really cool dudes. Uh, uh, a fun Murder mystery. It's uh, set in a small Midwest town. Hayseed follows the investigation of a church congregation after their reverend is found dead. So it's kind of got uh, wisps of Glass Onion and Ocean's Eleven, and there's some Cohen Brothers DNA in there. So you can kind of see where uh, Travis got some of his inspiration. Um, not, I'll say this, not an easy thing to do. One of those movies yeah. where yeah. it's it's a whodunit and you've got to like, drop clues throughout and then misdirect and then pull this thing back and this person cross paths with this person and the whole thing. I asked him, you'll appreciate this. Um, uh, well, it, there was a Q&A afterwards. Someone asked and then I, I got a little bit more clarification uh, at the bar later on. How did he plot this out? Doug, he used Excel. Hey. He had, he had all the hours in the day and he had all Ooh. the people and he mapped out where each person was in each hour and when they crossed over so that if at any point when they were shooting it or anything, if someone had a question, he could say, yes, your character just came from here and you're going to here and you just crossed paths with this person. And I was like, fucking that's brilliant. How, that's how you do it. That's a great use. That's a great marriage of, uh, of creative and uh, analytical uh, merging, merging in Excel, right? Yes. Not just I for think, the math uh, nerds. Yeah. Well, I just think I think that's great when you see people use what they have at their disposal. Yeah. And th- that's honestly like practical. Doug just got a huge erection from that. I'm like, of <laughs> course, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Like, it's so easy. Oh, it's so fucking good, man. 
Oh, but there was I love a, it. That was a brilliant, brilliant way to go about it. So, uh, Hayseed is uh, it's streaming uh, today, November twenty first, when we're recording this. So uh, you can go to Amazon. You can, I believe, it's Amazon, Apple TV Plus, and Plex, and maybe Vudu. Uh, but you can find it. So get out there and find it. It's Hayseed is the name of the film. H a y s e e d, and uh, give it a look. I, I, you know, support support. Small filmmakers, support uh, indie filmmakers. um, And uh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. So, uh, Doug, what do you got? Uh, I just finished today uh, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Uh, It's the animated uh, series on Netflix that is has brings all the original cast from the movie Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And it tells a new story. So you've got Michael Sarah as Scott Pilgrim, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Ramona Flowers, you got Kieran Culkin as Wallace Wells, Chris Evans as Lucas Lee, like Brie Larson, Brandon Ruth, Jason Schwartzman, like everyone came back. I didn't realize back. they were doing this. That's so cool. Yeah. And the animation is phenomenal okay. and it tells a unique story and it's very fun. It's very and honestly, I remember seeing Scott Pilgrim versus the world and I was like, ah, it's fine. Whatever. You know, didn't really think much of it. I didn't even realize it was based on an actual like comic. Uh-huh. Um, and, and this like, it fits way better in sure. an animated sense because they do wild shit and don't explain it, but you're like, that's fine. Like we just roll with it. Like right. things are happening and it just feels like kind of like a cartoon where shit can happen. Like two characters are fighting in the, in a video store and like something falls on them and all of a sudden they're in a movie. Like they're in an old time yeah. movie and they're just jumping from movie to movie as they fight. And then someone's like watching them on a TV and they pause it and they rewind it and they rewind in the fight. And it's just like, it's great. You just roll with like, yeah, this is the world we're working in. Like yeah. people can fit in someone's purse and it's just, it's bizarre. It's fun. It's actually really well written and it's fun. And it's just a very interesting story. Ike. Great. Highly recommend it. And I, and I feel like Kieran Culkin stole the show in the original movie. And I feel like his character does the same thing. Like whenever, have you ever, did you ever see Scott Pilgrim versus the world? I haven't seen it in its entirety. So I've seen, I've seen a bunch of clips from it, but I've never watched it top to bottom. There was, uh, they also have like a lot of great Easter eggs. It's like the first movie was directed by Edgar Wright. Okay. In this movie, at some point there's a director whose name's Edgar wrong, Edgar wrong, you know, like just little things like that. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, and Edgar Wright was an executive producer on this, which I think was great. Um, but like, I remember Kieran Culkin's character, uh, in the movie just like had these like zippy lines of just like, they're at some band competition, like battle of the bands. This band yeah. plays a song that's done in like 10 seconds. And Kieran Culkin's like, don't worry guys. It's uh, it's not a sprint. Don't, uh, don't have to rush everything. He's just like heckling and just like. Yeah zinging these guys I'm like I fucking love it he brings that exact same energy obviously because it's the same character but he just fucking kills it nice. in the show I love it so much so it's it's available now on Netflix I think it's only like seven or eight episodes it's eight episodes and Easy. they're yeah. 25 to 30 minutes each so it's like a quick breezy fun experience so fuck yeah highly recommend it Go check it out. Go check it so, out. Go check it out. And while you're checking shit out, uh, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash podcast. Follow us on our social medias at podcast. Link in the description down below for all that stuff, including links to our Discord, our Patreon, our merch, all that good shit. Um, and be sure to follow Justin online as well. On Instagram at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it while you're in the online realm. Check us out on any platform. 
where you can find and consume quality podcasts. You'll find us and you can consume us there as well. Like, subscribe, share, rate, review, all those things that we ask you to do all the time. Sharing is the big one. Let people know that we exist. It helps dramatically. And then twoeastaith.com, twoeastaith on all social media, loveandimprovfilm.com and loveandimprovfilm on Instagram. Bada bing with a pipe, as they say. And uh, I just want to say, hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you're having a chill Black Friday or relaxed Cyber Monday. And I just want to say, Justin, thank you. Doug, I'm thankful for you. God damn you. And listeners and viewers, I'm thankful for you. And we love you. Have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.